Listeners, did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. Nobody's trying to have that. Enter Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Listeners, Remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe dot co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro dot co slash clink hi and welcome to housewives of true crime welcome welcome I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. That's right. Thank you to all of our new listeners. My God, we've gotten so many lately. It's so fun. Yeah. And if you guys want to do us a huge favor, tell one of your friends or maybe five of your friends. That would be like dreamy. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Okay, so Gretchy, she's been on yeah. a road a road tour. 
Still rodent. <laughs> She's. I wish I was your road dog right now, dude. I do too. I could really use some adult conversation. I know. I know. Well, now we're here to talk adult conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you what happened. Uh, yeah. Tell me, tell me adult things. Okay. So my husband and I went to Morton's. Have you heard of that? It's like a steakhouse. Yeah, steakhouse. Mm-hmm. You know, you ha- can only go places that have outdoor dining right now in the California. So we went, it was just him and I were sitting there and my kids are at home with the babysitter. Okay. The same babysitter okay. we have come every time. So it's like very safe. And my son calls and he is frantic. He's eight years old and he is the one that has the like learning differences. Okay. Yes. And he's just a scared child anyways. You know that. So he is frantic. He is like crying. and He's like, everybody left me. I'm in the house alone. And I was like, okay, calm down, buddy. Like, I'm pretty sure the babysitter didn't leave with the other kids and leave you in the house by yourself. So I'm like, hold on, let me just call the babysitter. So whatever. I called her and she's like, oh, I'm outside. They, the kids thought they heard somebody at the gate. Okay. But they didn't inform Caden. So anyways, while this is going on, that I'm on the phone with my child trying to take care of him, this woman behind me, I guess, is like staring me down like I am the worst patron at the restaurant for um, being on my cell phone. So Sean looks at her and is like, do you have a problem? And she's like, yeah, I have a big problem. She needs to get off of her cell phone right now. I don't understand. What's the difference between you talking to your husband? Are you talking on the phone? I mean, is it her damn business? I don't think so. But I turned around and I was like, excuse me, but that was my son calling me crying. Do you think that I shouldn't have picked the phone up? He's eight years old. And oh my God, she about like crawled into her shell. (laughs) She was like, I'm so sorry. I just thought oh. you were talking on your cell phone. I was like, well, I don't come to dinner to talk on my cell phone with my husband because we hardly ever go out by ourselves with just the two of us. So no, I'm not just talking on the phone in front of my husband for no damn reason. But also, Karen, maybe you should mind your own damn business. Yeah, I don't know. I'm so happy when I am out to eat. I don't know how people let little things get them down. Like somebody sitting next to them talking on the phone. I mean, it's not like you're at like a movie theater where you should like get up and like leave. Listen, you know, I don't think that it's necessary to talk on the cell phone at dinner at all. I don't I don't do that normally. And I wasn't being loud. And she wasn't even at the table next to us. She was like catty corner. But I mean, come on, that's being a little extra lady. Like, oh, my just, God. Yeah, that's way extra. And you know what? I don't know what happened, but she must have been in a bad mood because she left her husband there. Her husband was probably embarrassed. I know. She stormed off and left halfway through dinner. Sean was like, something's going down over at that table. Oh, my God. People are getting shamed now. You know, I mean, it's like he probably said that, yeah, they're calling you Karen over there, baby. (laughs) 
And she's like, no, they're not. He's like, oh, yeah, that was a Karen move. Yeah. Well, she felt real bad. And then she apologized profusely. But it's like, just just like you're out to dinner, like take a chill pill. Oh, my God, for real. I I mean, I don't even care if they bring me the wrong food when I'm at dinner. Not anymore. I'm like, I just want to be there. I know you're. I do care about that, but I don't care right now. I'm like, let's just like take it down a notch, everybody. Just be happy that you're outside. We're there. We're outside and someone else is cooking. I know. That's all I That's where it's at. Yeah. Honest to Sorry, you might hear a little wind noise. (laughs) I heard it. (laughs) (laughs) That's because I am recording this live. From my Airstream trailer so you don't hear my kids running around because they've been trapped while I'm packing up my life. You guys, we have to do what we got to do. forgive us. Yeah. So we're just getting it in where we can. This coronavirus has really put a damper (laughs) on like everything. Yeah. Even my vacation I was supposed to go on tomorrow. Actually, I was supposed to leave on one vacation yesterday, got switched to another location. Now it's canceled. So, you know, I mean... I feel like we just have to go with the flow right now and take what we can get. That's right. And be happy that we're healthy. Yeah. So you got a crime to tell me about? I do. Okay. So I can't wait to hear it. I'm going to tell you right now. All right. This case comes out of the Midwest, Gretchy. You know, where the accents run deep. Don't you know? Don't you know? Is that still, that's the Midwest. It's like the like upper. Minnesota. Upper Midwest. This one is actually yeah, from yeah, the yeah. Michigan and the okay. Indiana. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we probably did not do that very well. I'm, I, I'm sure. You know my. Per- with it though. <laughs> you know my um, personal trainer, he's British. And so he's. I love he's, a Brit. Oh, I know. He says stuff like, do it faster. And I'm like, Fasta? He's like, what, faster? <laughs> he like makes fun of our accent. <laughs> I, I, like, I have a British friend that I worked with on the boats for years. And he said something. I get instead of saying like, oh, fuck off, you know, like we do. Mm-hmm. I, I stole this from him. He says, get fucked. <laughs> You're like, OK, where do I sign up for that? <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I love it. (laughs) Okay, so. Okay, anyways, we digress. Don't you know, the first town I am talking about comes from the Upper Peninsula in Michigan called Iron River. Okay. You never heard of it. Never. No, because there's about 3,000 people there. Uh, You can buy a freestanding little house for about $17,000. And you could get, you know, you could go up to like a hundred and something thousand dollars, but it's like on the less expensive side of real estate for our country, I would say. Okay. Okay. In 2014, there was a 53-year-old Iraqi vet named Chris Regan. Well, we in 2014, Gretchen, both had six kids between us under the age of five years old. Right? Is that right? Yeah, that's right. You had three kids under the age of two years old in 2014. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I know. I never really get credit for that. People always are like, yeah, they were under two. 
Well, I say they were like one and under because they are a year and four days apart. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And the crazy thing about Gretch real quick is that you had these three kids and I think it was even harder than triplets because you know how different a one-year-old and a newborn are at least like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's harder because with three at the same exact age, you would be like doing the same exact things, but you were, you were just in it. I was in that in a real hard way. So Mm -hmm. anyways, Chris was not in it. Chris actually was a divorcee and living like the single life. Okay. He had a girlfriend from his past named Terry O'Donnell. Terry was a school teacher, real lovely lady, and she seemed to be real down with Chris. Okay. She too was divorced and had a couple kids of her own, like Chris. And she really loved that she reconnected with this guy from her, you know, high school days. He had blonde hair, blue eyes, kind of a hunk. But Chris was not a hundred percent sure on Terry. So he broke off their relationship. He also decided that he was going to get out of Dodge and move himself to North Carolina with his son. And he got a job offer there and he wanted to kind of rekindle his relationship with his son, who actually was Chris Regan Jr. So he puts in his two weeks notice at his job. He texted with Terry, his old girlfriend, a bit and he vanished. This was October 14th, 2014, when the last time anybody had heard from Chris Regan. Okay. It was for sure out of the ordinary that Chris didn't show up for his last two weeks of work, but people do that all the time, right? I mean, they like put in their two-week notice and never show back up. I mean, I don't know if I've done it, but I don't think it's weird. No, I don't think that's, yeah, that's weird. Do you think it's weird? I just, I I feel like you, if you were not going to show up for your last two weeks, you'd just be like, get fucked. Okay. (laughs) You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be like, here's my notice and then not show up for it. Yeah. Well, that's also what his uh, employer thought too. So after two weeks of Chris not contacting anyone or getting back to Terry, she popped over to the police department to discuss Chris and possibly file a missing persons case. So Terry and the police head over to Chris's house and check it out. And it's a wreck. There's moving boxes everywhere. Things are disheveled. Notes, his to-do notes, you know, were all over the house. Terry was real taken back. She's like, what? Like, he's like a really clean person. Why is the house such a mess? I think the guy was moving. Shit's a mess. I mean, right now you're moving shit out of your house in Colorado and shit's a mess in your trailer. Like it just is. Shit is a mess. And I also think he probably cleaned up when she came over when they were dating. Like if you come over to my house and I don't know, somebody's dropping by looks a lot different. It That's true. So unless it's me, I don't, I don't think you clean for me. I don't clean for you. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, like seriously, I'm just like, fuck it. If anybody comes over, I'm like, this is me. Take it or leave it. My shit's everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely clean for people. I bet I don't really clean for you. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I could take it. Yeah. But I do hate drop-bys if it's not Uh, Yeah. For that reason. I know. For that reason. Because you're like, you're judging me. 
That's exactly right. And then I go, please don't judge. My house is messy. (laughs) Yeah. So anyways, Terry is like real involved in this disappearance of Chris. And she's like very distraught, which I get, but she's also the ex-girlfriend, right? So I think the investigators are like, "Mm, I don't know, Terry, you're looking a little too involved. Yeah. Police end up finding Chris's car at a parking ride in a parking lot. And Terry was there with them searching it out, which I'm like, dude, I don't know if she needs to be all up in the business. I feel like that could be some contamination. Right. She's like, open the trunk. I'm going to like, you know, she wanted to look in the trunk. But you also have to see this town is a small 3000 person town. So I think sometimes you don't get the, I'm not, I don't know, but maybe they're just a little more open to people helping them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I could be wrong. Just my opinion. So anyways, they find his car. They don't know where he is. He's a 53-year-old man. Investigators are like, well, maybe he just wants to get out of Dodge and start his life over. He did get his two weeks notice. Maybe he's having a midlife crisis. Makes sense. Yeah, that's what I think you mean when you're saying that, all, you know, maybe these small towns are open to people, whatever. They just don't deal with people actually getting like whacked on a regular. That's So right. they're not expecting it. So they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like they're thinking, of course, he's going to just turn up. 100%. Right. Yeah. Because that probably happens 99% of the time. 99.9 probably percent of the time. Like, yeah, 53 year old single guy, like with this crazy ex-girlfriend that's like, (laughs) you know, they're like, nothing happened to him, lady. Yeah. And she's like, no, no, no. He would never leave this car. He would never leave his beloved car, which it wasn't a Ferrari. It was like a Honda or Hyundai. So I'm like, maybe he would leave it. Maybe he just wanted to disappear from you, Terry. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) But honestly, like, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> She's an, She looks like a nice lady, okay? Okay. So the police department in Upper Peninsula, Iron River area, you can imagine, is not very big. It was right. run by a woman police chief named Laura Frizzo. Okay, I love a lady cop. Oh, my God. You would love this lady cop, I'm telling you. She's the lady cop that you want to be your lady cop. Okay. So Frizzo believed Terry. And also thought that it's like real odd that Chris just takes off. But everyone else in like the state to police department, they just saw it as he either walked off into the woods to commit suicide or just up and left. It's highly unlikely that, you know, a single middle-aged man would be kidnapped. But Frizzo, she had a hunch. So she called in a couple investigators to look for Chris. They called Chris's employment where they spoke with his boss and she confirmed, yeah, he put in his notice, didn't ever show up again, said that that's really not like his personality. And she also said, you know what? Chris, I think is having an affair with this other lady that works here. Her name's Kelly Cochran. Oh, really? Kelly's married. The boss mentioned. And Kelly also had told the boss recently that she was having some marital problems. 
So now we have this Kelly character and Terry, both seeming to have relations with Chris. So the investigators head right over to Kelly Cochran's house and her husband, Jason. So it's Jason and Kelly Cochran. Immediately, Jason answers the door. And he's like, no, Kelly's not home. I don't have any info info for you. I don't know who Chris is. But then suddenly, Kelly appears at the door. And the investigators are like, wait, what? You just said that she wasn't home. But she's like, yeah, what do you need? She says, yeah, I haven't seen Chris in weeks. I don't know where he is. I have no clue. And then they ask her, well, are you having sexual relationships with Chris? And right in front of Jason. And they asked, they asked right in front of Jason. Yes, they did. And she says, yeah, yeah, I am. And they were like, does your husband know about this? She's like, yep, he knows about it and he's okay with it. And Jason just stands there like Stone Cold doesn't say anything. And the police are like, what the heck? Like what husband is okay with his wife sleeping with another man behind his back? Uh, Will Smith? Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, They were entangled. I know. I know. But still. Okay. So this is what I was going to say. It's like I could see if we're swinging. Like if you're a swinging couple, which I think maybe Mm – they kind of maybe had that going on. Okay. There's been rumors of that, I think, right, in the past. So I think if you're that kind of couple, then you're okay with it. I don't mm-hmm. think that it really ever makes your husband happy if you are sleeping with another man. I no could be way. wrong. If any of you got disco biscuits out there have husbands that let you hump around, let us know. It's totally cool. <laughs> it just sounds like extra work to me. Who wants to bother? <laughs> right? So, yeah. unless it's like Brad Pitt. But okay. Justin Bieber. <laughs> Justin <Okay>. Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> so, nothing comes out of this initial meeting with the Cochrans, but the whole thing seems real strange. And Frizzo is like... Mm, there's got to be something more to this. There's also a note in Chris's car that they find that has directions to Kelly's house. So they think that Chris actually was at Kelly's house, but they can't be like 100% sure on it. Police call Kelly or Frizzo actually. She calls Kelly and Jason back down to the station the very next day. And they sit them down separately. Of course, they sat down Kelly first and questioned her about her relationship. She claims that she was at Chris's house the last time she saw him between October 12th and October 14th. And she loved Chris. She says they had dinner together almost every single night, which is like, well, what was your husband doing? Yeah. She says that time her and her husband were separated, but I don't think she was. She also says Chris wasn't the only one she was having an affair with at the time. Which, I mean, this girl has got a lot of time on her hands. She's got a lot of time. And I just do not see what these guys are falling for. Okay. But 
I will tell you, people do say she's like very outgoing to men. So I guess they just kind of fall for her. So her questioning was like super calm, very collected. And she just said, Jason is not the jealous husband. Like there is no way that he would be mad about it. She said he was depressed, but he would never hurt anybody. So they move on to Jason. Jason comes in saying he's on anxiety medication and he gets really flustered. He's been institutionalized before. And before they even question him, he just starts crying. So he's in the room basically saying he got hurt and couldn't have sex for over 18 months. So he just let his wife have affairs. He didn't want to lose her. So he just went along with it. And he said he was suicidal. He's checked himself in the hospital into like a mental health hospital in October, actually October 16th for suicidal thoughts that he had. And I mean, watching the tapes of Jason, you feel real bad for this guy. You're like, this guy's a sad soul. He's like a very big guy, but looks real weak. You know, that's bullshit, though. I mean, if my husband couldn't have sex anymore, ain't no way he'd be like, go ahead, bone around. Okay. Also, I equated to like and I and vice versa. What if like I got cancer or something and was really sick and just like physically couldn't do it? I wouldn't be like, feel free. I mean, you know, hook up with the German. You're always talking to her next door. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well police police chief frizzo was like you she didn't buy it she i i was like okay maybe he it's true but police chief frizzo was no. like i don't buy this shit she had a bad feeling and so she i mean she did a lot she sent search teams to search for chris helicopters this place they lived is full of trees. I mean, endless miles of big trees. And there's these big old mines. Oh, deep, deep, deep mines that would be yeah. a great place to just get rid of a body. 100%. Mm-hmm. So after hours of questioning and searching, Chief Frizzo does everything she can with you know, the little resources that she has. And finally, after months, dude, I'm telling you months of the disappearance, she finally was able to get a search warrant of their home, of Kelly and Jason's home. Why did it take so long? I don't know why it took so long. I feel like after doing so much research on this case, like it was basically her and like, two other people working on this case. She just didn't have enough resources. And I guess you have to have enough like evidence to present a search warrant. I feel like they should have gotten it quicker, but they didn't. So anyways, they head over and they find lots of weapons, like a 22, lots of knives, crazy swords. I mean, like, a bunch of weird 
kind of weapons. Okay. Okay. Like ninja shit. <laughs> I don't know. I feel okay. like it's like the stuff you see in museums. Okay. You know? Or in one of those, what's that museum that I went to? In Austin. Oh, in Austin? Yeah. Well, you know, I went to Medieval Times and they oh, sell those like, yeah, like swords that. and shit there and people are actually buying them. Okay. Yes. And like like that. I'm like, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> like like you're going to pick that up after, right? Like you're not coming about to come next to me and have dinner with that big old sword. Yes. That's what they had. Plus, I feel like who's dumb enough to buy a sword at medieval times? That's like buying a Mickey Mouse sweatshirt at Disneyland. <laughs> right? Yeah. You go to H&M. There's that. a markup. Right. Go to Amazon. Yeah. The house okay. also had shit everywhere. Okay. It was like, when I say that my house is shit everywhere... This is like next level shit everywhere. Okay. And you know what? The very next day after that search warrant, guess who was not there anymore? Jason. Or Kelly. Or Kelly. They both got out of they Dodge. They boned out. Yep. Okay. They literally up and left their place, leaving everything behind, like on the run. But not really on the run because they just went down to Maryville, Indiana, where they both are from and where their parents live. Oh, these, these, yeah, these two actually knew each other from like childhood. Okay. So police chief Frizzo, man, I'm telling you, she's like a go-getter. She's like yeah. relentless. So I like that name too, Frizzo. Oh, Sounds me too. She's, yeah. she's also pretty. Oh, that's exactly, that is my favorite kind of lady cop. I know. Pretty, but with like a deep, like a little bit of a husky voice, you know? She doesn't have a husky voice, but she is pretty. Mm-hmm. So when all the evidence from their search comes back and they, they found like blood splatter, they found paint over blood, you know, they like, they found some stuff that seemed like it was really going to go somewhere. But everything came back either negative or inconclusive. So she goes mm-hmm. back. She does another search of the house. She even hired a couple PIs to go find the couple. And okay. they did. They found him in Indiana. So she calls the sheriff's office over there and is like, hey, this is what's going on. You've got these two people. I think that they have something to do with this disappearance of this guy, Chris. We need their DNA because they did find some DNA in the house, but they wanted to like differentiate it between their DNA and some like random person DNA that they have. So Frizzo shows up in Indiana. She goes all the way down there to collect their DNA. And she's like, hey, do you think you see me here? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sometimes I wish I was like that person, you know, in that job. So I'll tell you, even though I love her, I don't think she was enough of a ball buster. Like she's- Of course you don't. Why do you think that? <laughs> because you're fucking talking shit to Karen, giving you the evil eye, going like, you you have a problem? You have a problem? <laughs> you are the ultimate ball buster. <laughs> you're not going to let people get away with shit. 
Oh, my God. From I know. a stank so, attitude at a restaurant. I mean, if they committed murder, I can't even imagine how on fire you would be. Well, I would be. And I think she just kind of like was a little too nice. And like I said, she's pretty and she's nice and she doesn't have the husky voice. So I feel like if she really wanted to, she's aggressive, but just not aggressive enough, I think. like You know who would make a good lady cop? Lindsay Lohan. Oh, really? Well, she's got, I mean, she's pretty. Yeah, she she's pretty. got that deep voice. Oh, yeah, she does have that deep voice. Yeah, I could see yeah. that. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. So I would be like, do you want to go to the death chamber? Well, you better start talking because the next time I'm going to see you, it's going to be on the gurney. Right. My friend. So instead, this is how she was. I have these text messages. You know something. I know you can help me. We can work together. I would be like, and she like takes out the text messages and reads them to them. But, you know, you don't have to be truthful in those interrogations. And you also know that you don't remember everything you text. So I'd be like, I have a text message right here that says that you did something with Chris, you know? Yeah, that's how I would be. 
she does have a lot of things that makes her believe they have something to do with Chris's disappearance. But like text messages that say like Jason wasn't happy with Kelly sleeping with old other guys. There's also a journal that Jason had written in that had all these writings about demons and monsters and how he liked to do things to pray and being a hunter, like weird shit. Nothing that said he would, he killed somebody, but you know, like you're like, ugh, weird. Yeah. Kelly also had interviews from the neighbors that said they heard a gunshot one night and they heard a lot of sawing going on. Like I said, they had blood on the ceiling, but they couldn't conclude that it was anybody's blood because it had been painted over and there was a lot of like bleach washing in their house. Oh, damn. Um, There was also some other neighbors that said they smelt like this real weird smell from this burn pit. And in that burn pit, they found a zipper from jeans and like a blade saw from cutting, but not enough evidence to say that Chris was there and they don't have any body. So, you know, I thought you were going to tell me they threw him down a mine. Well, maybe they did. Well, maybe. Okay. Well then what? I I don't understand. These people are dumb. Then you don't need to hack up the whole body to get it down the mine. True. Throw them down the mine and then dump a bunch of gravel on top of it because then one of those cameras is never going to see the the body even if they find the mine you put it in. Dude, by the way, there's a mine there that you can't even, it's, it's so deep you like can't even get a camera down there. I mean, and you know, we've seen those. They can put cameras down there and still not find anybody and for sure there's somebody down there. Especially if there's a, a bag of gravel on top of it. True. They're never going to find it. Okay, so I'm going to take a break right here to tell you about one of our sponsors really quick. Oh, great. And it's one that we've talked about before, Gretch, oh. called Care Of. Take care of. Got to take care of yourself. That's for damn sure. We took a hassle-free quiz a couple months ago to get vitamins and supplements. The quiz takes less than five minutes ask you questions about your diet, lifestyle, health concerns, which we all have, I'm sure. And the quality of these vitamins that came in the mail in just like less than a week were so great. It's formulated just for you or just for me, like mine were. And they have clean ingredients that are backed by science. And Gretchen, what did you think about yours? I'm on fire. I know. Me too. Yeah, it's great. Not having to worry about knowing that I'm getting everything that I need. And I feel great. Good. So you guys, we have a 50% off for your first order with the code CLINK50. You know, like we say CLINK CLINK. So C-L-I-N-K-5-0. If you go to takecareof.com, again, that's takecareof, don't forget the of.com, and enter the code CLINK50 to get 50% off and you guys will like it. Okay, so Frizzo decides to call in the FBI 
And together they were on to something, but dude, it's been over a year now. And I'm telling you, the case didn't go cold, but it went like real chilly. Yeah. Until. Until February 2016, Kelly Cochran calls 911. And I'm going to insert her clip right here. Wait, County 911. He's breathing barely. I don't know what's wrong. He's throwing up. He's sweating. So emergency medical came rushing to Kelly's house. And when they got there, it was too late. Jason had died of what Kelly told them she thought was a heroin overdose. Oh, shoot. Jason was sent for an autopsy to make sure heroin was the cause of death. And sure enough, Jason had a lethal limit of heroin in his body. But guess what? What? That's not what he died of. What did he die of? Before he succumbed to his heroin overdose, Jason died of forcible asphyxiation or suffocation. So police already know this couple is on the radar for possible disappearance case in Michigan. So the detective Mm -hmm. in Indiana calls up Michigan to get all the info they need to know. Kelly is now a prime suspect in the disappearance and possible murder of Chris and the murder of her own husband. So the detective in Indiana is a man named Detective Ogden, and he calls in Kelly and takes a different approach with her. Actually, he doesn't take the ball buster approach like I would. Oh, okay. But he takes the friendly approach, which I actually think works with her with men, right? Because she clearly likes men. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. So I think she could fall for this detective, and I think he knows that. So he draws her in like that, like really Mm. gets like her to like him. Okay. He also gets in touch with one of Jason's best friends and is like, hey, we we think that Kelly has something to do with Jason's death and will you help us? And he says, yeah. So they devise this plan where the friend calls up Kelly and is like, hey, Jason wrote me a letter a couple weeks before he died and I am having a real hard time with it because in the letter, he sealed another letter and said, if I uh, anything ever happens to me, send this to the police in Michigan. And Kelly is like, oh, fuck. She's like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't send it. <laughs> Which it's like, dude, I would have opened the letter. Like, you think he really like. Oh, no way in hell you would not have opened the letter. 100% you would. You would open it. She she falls for it. So Ogden calls in Kelly again, and Kelly breaks. That was good. I know. And she is like, okay, I have to tell you that Jason killed Chris. 
And it was while we were having sex in my house. And so she says Jason got real angry. They were having sex on the stairs. And then Jason cut him up into pieces and dumped him in the woods. So at this point, now it goes back to Frizzo, right? Because now we're like talking about Michigan. And yeah, yeah. And these two police, the police chief and the, the detective in um, Indiana, they, they work together on this case. But basically, Kelly decides that she's going to help him out. So she takes them to the woods and she's like, it's going to be real hard to find him. But I think I can kind of like maybe tell you where he's at. You know, he was in trash bags and he kind of, she kind of like gives up some details. So she takes them to the woods where supposedly they, they left him. And she also goes back to her house with them to kind of reenact what happened at the house, which looks exactly like it did two years ago or like almost two years ago, right? At the house, she's like, oh, there's these right by the sink. There's these forceps. She's like, I actually, um, try to get the bullet out of Chris's brain with those forceps, which dude, by the way, like why they would searched, you try to do that. I don't know why you would try to do that. I guess but, maybe they could trace it back to your specific gun, but it's not like if he still has a bullet hole in his head. So it's not like they don't know he's been shot. Right. And aren't you wondering why after two multiple searches, probably more than two searches, they still didn't find that evidence. Like you think forceps is like a normal thing to have in a kitchen. Cause Ugh. like surgical forceps, I don't have those in my kitchen. Do you? It sounds like they're doing gynecological exams in their kitchen. I mean, I don't know what they do. <laughs> no, <laughs> they're but like, I mean, she said we were swigging. It was, he was cool with the, the side relationship oh, entanglement. But I just don't know why they haven't taken that for evidence yet. Like, she goes there and she's like, oh, yeah, here's this forceps. So anyways, they take it for evidence, right? And guess what? Chris's DNA is on it. Oh, my God. You didn't even put those through the dishwasher? Lazy. (laughs) There was no dishwasher in that house. But they asked her. They were like, well, did you clean these? And she's like, I don't know. Jason maybe cleaned them. And... So they ran him, and and Chris's blood was on. That's the only piece of evidence, by the way, that they found in that entire house, which they tore apart, supposedly, so many times. And it was Kelly that was like, oh, here's these these forceps. Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. She also took them to the lake behind the woods where she said they threw the gun out. They found the gun also. And at this point, she says... You know, she didn't know that Chris was going to be murdered at the house and that Jason was going to kill and dispose of him. But after they finally arrested her, she told the investigators that she actually had a pact with Jason that they would kill anyone that she had an affair with. So she says she lured Chris over to the house. And she was going to be the one to kill him, but Jason ended up doing it. 
People be crazy. That is nuts. I know. It's so fucking nuts. It's so nuts. Oh my God. Killing someone does not sound appealing at all. It sounds messy. Dude, okay. So let's just talk about this for a second. They lured Chris over off him, right? They had this pact of we're going to kill our anybody that you sleep with. I guess, pact. I don't know. Did you make that pact when you were married, when you got married? No. No. Okay. Didn't know. (laughs) But guess what? No, I am so not killing someone. Oh, that's the thing too. Like they, they could have just dropped him in the mine, but instead they didn't. They like chopped him up and burned him and then buried him. And by the way, they did find his skull where she claimed they dumped him. So they sent a dog out there and they did find, they found his skull. They didn't find anything else until later they found his jaw, like months and months, months later. But crazy. She also pled not guilty. She claimed that she was the victim and Jason would have killed her if she went to the police. So she was scared of Jason and you know, she, you know, was the battered wife, I guess. Well, that's easy to say because he's dead. That's right. And the jurors thought the same thing. Like, it's easier, easy to say that, lady, but we're not buying it. So the investigators believe that she's actually the mastermind behind the whole thing. And... I think so, too, because after she was jailed, her brother came forward and said he thinks there's actually more men that have been killed. And in this ID documentary called Dead North, you can hear this recording of Kelly and her mom. Kelly's in jail and her mom calls her in prison and she's like, Kel, what's like what in the world? Like, I'm hearing that you killed more than one person. Like, what is this? And she's like, mom, she's like, how long have you been like this? She's like, since I was as far as I could know. She's like, well, why didn't you come to me and get help for it? And she's like, mom, there's no way to help it. So the brother thinks there's nine other people out there. Well, how does he have a number like nine? He must know something. I know. I think so too. So I don't know. They, they want to think that she is a serial killer and she also got, she actually pled guilty for killing her husband. And another really disturbing detail in this documentary that I just said, it's called dead North. If you want to watch it, it's like a four part series it's really long and I just told you everything that was in it in like less than an hour, mm-hmm. which I really don't like when they do that. They draw it out so long or just like so boring. You want to fall asleep. But if you need like four hours to kill, I guess you could watch it. Okay. The neighbors are on the documentary of Kelly and Jason. And this one neighbor that liked to get high with Jason said that they asked them to come to a barbecue. 
sometime in October. And Jason was like, yeah, you know, I was a butcher before with real exotic meats. And so we got all this exotic meat and fed them this real weird meat that they think was Well, actually... that's why his instinct was to cut up the Chris guy, because he knew how to handle a hatchet. Yes. Well, they think they ate Chris. Holy These neighbors. Fuck. Yeah. They really that. do. Like this guy almost was crying talking about it. You could oh. see in his like eyes. He's like, he's like, it changes you forever to think. Like he 100% believes that he ate the guy. He's like, there was so much meat there. He's like, I didn't know where, like, he's like, it was like $150 of meat. And these people are not, you know, buying $150 of meat on the regular. But Dude. Kelly never said that happened, and so maybe the guy's just paranoid, but he believes it. Wow. I feel sorry for that guy. Yeah, I know, because you'll never know, right? He's like, it tasted weird. I'll tell you also, I looked up Kelly and Jason's Facebook profiles, which are still available. Okay. And there was a a Facebook uh, that Kelly posted right after Jason's funeral. Want me to read it to you? Yes. Said, I want to give a warm thank you to all who came out to support me and our family for Jason's passing and funeral service. It means so much to all of us. This is the hardest thing I will ever have to deal with. Jason was my heart and best friend, and I'm hoping he is watching over me and his family. He always knew how to light up a room with his smile and kind words and laughter. He will be missed by so many. I'm not sure how to move forward without him. But I know that he would want us all to move forward and know he is holding our hands through all of this. If anyone needs to talk or get a hold of me, please let me know. Again, thank you for all your beautiful plants, flowers, and monetary gifts, the food and the love and the support. Jason loved his family and his many friends he grew up with. He told me some crazy stories of all the times we had with his friends growing up and thought you guys thought of you guys all the time. Thanks again to all of you. I love you all. Which is crazy because the damn bitch killed him. You know, I would love to know what the over under is on when you don't murder your significant other, how quickly you post to Facebook. Because I feel like through our investigations, we have found that right away they post to Facebook when they're guilty. Oh, I know what you mean. I feel like if my husband or my, you know, to anyone really close to me, it, it would take me a minute to like say something on Facebook. It, cer- it, it certainly wouldn't be a priority. It wouldn't be like, oh, I need to, you know, let everyone know on Facebook. Yeah. I feel like that would, I, I just, I don't think I'd be thinking about that unless you are trying to look like you be grieving she was for sure trying to look like that Mm -hmm. you know facebook was kind of just regular old stuff you know so i wonder for sure he abated and helped in the murder of chris sure and why do you think she killed him like maybe he was going to. Well, maybe he. Yeah, maybe he was going to. Maybe he was saying like, mm, that's kind of fucked up. And 
you know, it was extra fucked up when we fed him to our neighbors at the barbecue. I'm having a hard time sleeping. Maybe he was having a hard time sleeping. Maybe he started drinking a little extra. Then maybe he started being kind of a dick. And she was like, you know what I do with guys that are dicks? Oh, yeah. Remember? For sure. Hey, remember, he checked himself into that mental institute two days after. Yeah, it was weighing on him. He probably had an actual conscience. Yeah, I think he did. And then he was crying in the room before they even started asking him questions. Yeah. Solved it. You're welcome. Yeah. And so she also has said that she doesn't have feeling like she doesn't feel like she doesn't have like she's like a sociopath. Is that what they don't they don't have the feelings like if you hurt somebody, kill somebody, she doesn't feel it. Doesn't have a conscience. She's like Dexter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Another thing that came out of that ID special, which was kind of fun, is that Ogden and Frizzo ended up getting together. The two pol- the police chief and the the detective from Indiana and Michigan. They had like a romance. Oh, that's sweet. I know. And so she is like, you know, I don't think I was. She was so determined to find Chris. And she's like, I think I wasn't meant to find Chris until I found Detective Ogden. Because I would oh. never have met him if they didn't go to Indiana. But I will tell you, I also think Jason might still be alive if they would have found those forceps in the beginning. Yeah, that was a bad, that was bad police work. Because they would have had Chris's DNA. They would have had enough evidence to arrest them. I'm a little confused by, I mean, this, since their house was so shitty, I don't imagine they were good, excellent cleaner uppers. Like, I feel like if there's like a blood stain or something and they paint over it, can't they just like pull the paint off? So they, they did test it and they found it was hemoglobin. But okay, so I'll tell you this too. Investigators believe that Chris is also not the only one because they believe that, like you said, they cleaned it up so well that they were like, this isn't their first rodeo. They've done this before. They know how to clean up a body. They know how to cover up evidence. Yeah. I am like, "Mm." but you left the forceps in the sink. And you're not even sure if you washed them. And you don't know if you washed them. I mean, a little bleach and some paint, turpentine. I don't know. And their house is such a, it's like a a disaster. Shit everywhere. Like a hoarding type of situation. How do you sift through all that and like decide what to test DNA on? You should get a new hobby if you can't keep it tidy. Do something besides murder. Right. Okay. So. All right. Well, sad, but glad they found him mm-hmm. and found love. Love and marriage. Uh-huh. Okay. So I just want to give a couple shout outs. Okay. Do. First shout out I want to give Gretchy Poo is to a listener who, her name is Erica, and She is a teacher in Georgia, and they're going back to school in person this Friday, she said. 
Oh, God bless you, Erica. I know. And so the New York Times came down to do a report, and I think she was on CNN last night, which is awesome. Ah, damn. (laughs) So she was on TV, y'all. I don't know if it was her, but it was like her school or whatever. So she's like, we're basically the guinea pigs for the nation to see if it goes really good or really, really bad. But I'm going to tell you, Erica, my kid has been at camp and the camp has been open for four weeks and they're running it like they are going to run the school. And it's been real good. So I have a real good feeling about kids going back to school. That's just me. Yeah. And it's me too. Fingers crossed. Yes. Yeah. Let's get it. Get it. Okay. And get it. Educate it. Thank you so much for all of your reviews and ratings. We really appreciate it. So we want to shout some people out. Oh, and also for signing up for Patreon. You guys, seriously, the love is so nice. We appreciate it. If you guys want to hear more of us, every Thursday, we drop another episode on Patreon and it's $4.99 a month and it helps us, you guys, pay for, you know, our editor. Yeah. And all there's so much content on there. I mean, you get all of it if you just join, you know, now. Yeah. And all of our old episodes. When yes, Tap finishes I'm, fucking putting them up. I'm going to. Which she promised she was going to do one a week. I'm, there's like four. Okay. I'm going to. Okay. She's going to do it. Sarah J. 715. She says, my fave. You ladies are fantastic. By far my favorite podcast. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, Sarah. DJ from Pittsburgh says, my favorite. Oh, everybody thinks we're their favorite. That's so nice. Best part of my Monday from K, K Review 01. That's so fun. Binging from Maisie JL. Thank you. She likes our theme song too. Brown Eyes 82. She says that she's a new listener for life. And then she also suggests this tall, hot, blonde Thomas Montgomery And guess what, girlfriend? We did do that episode so you can find it. Yeah. That one is one of my favorites, actually. It's like a catfish. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Seven minutes of real talk from Doodle's Mama. It's true. Last week was a little more than seven minutes, but this week isn't. Allie from Mississippi. And my crooked letter, crooked letter. I, crooked letter, crooked letter. Thank you. Humpback, humpback, I. Love me some true crime, says Housewives of True Crime. Love, love, love the podcast. Thank you so much. This girl's name, you're going to love, Gretchen. Mm-hmm. It's bad, bougie, and a little bloated. Oh, <laughs> I love that. I do love that. I know. Kim Watt from Texas. What up? Giddy up, Kim Watt. M- Who's this? MDC Iver, 805. Oh, she's in Texas too, but originally from Ventura Paso Robles. JJ Ruth, love these ladies. XXFZZI, love them. Did we do that one yet? I don't think so. Um, Best ever, GC Ataro, Clink Clink from Lila White. That's a lot. All right. Well, we didn't get any stinkers, but I still want to say... Chrissy, eat a dick. (laughs) We didn't have any Chrissies. So thank you so much. If you're still listening, 
I'm just saying. <laughs> we didn't say what we're drinking today, but I'm I'm still on the crystal light kick, you guys. I'm drinking the pure. Oh, today. me too. You know what I'm drinking? So I have I have a, a mix though. I have a crystal light because I am stre- I have a real sore back because I'm moving all this crap. So I do it. Little alcohol takes the edge off all the stress I'm under right now. So crystal light with a splash of wine and bubbly water makes for a nice refresher could drink it all day yeah agreed there you go all right well clink clink crutch till next time clinkers